0: talkzone.com
1: Welcome to the
2: two guys at a mic show, TalkZone.com. It's the coach minus the big dog today, but in studio we have the Northwest Herald's Burial. Seth Gruen joining us. Hope everybody out there had an outstanding weekend. Again, thanks for joining us. Sports and more right up until 11 o'clock. Sether, great to see you, my friend. been uh, close to a month since we've had you in studio. Thanks for braving the cold coming out.
3: No problem. Had had you asked me before the snowstorm, and on the snowstorm day, I probably would have said no, but...
2: Well, we Glad are, the weather's good. We are about to find out here in Chicago what apparently the uh, East has been going through. Good part of the winter. They've had, what, about three major snowstorms? We've got one coming tomorrow. So uh, so if you were on Wednesday's show, you would have declined the offer, huh?
3: Probably, probably. Could, probably couldn't have made it.
2: Yeah, then you're not going to make it here long at the thetalkzone.com because <laughs> I know our general manager, the commander-in-chief, Chris Whitting, he's looking for guys that are willing to tough it out. Looking for guys that are not looking for the easy route that are willing when times get tough to fight through it on those snowy, on those cold days. Those are the guys that get through the muck and the mire and they come in and do their show and the going gets tough, Seth going The tough must get going Look, here at the TalkZone.com.
3: So no Jay Cutler then, huh? Jay uh, Cutler can work it. You
2: said that, I didn't.
3: Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah. I, 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 was, I was making kind of a sarcastic yeah, joke. I, 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 I actually kind of side with him. I'm, I'm sure he was in a lot of pain.
2: Yeah, I got no problem yeah, with the toughness. do I.
3: Neither do I. It's with not the the t- t- yeah. Now,
2: I have plenty of problems with Jay Cutler. I don't want to spend time talking about Cutler today, but I, I, I'm not going to question his toughness. That's probably one of his strengths. Yeah, no,
3: I agree. I agree. I, I'm his his attitude and
2: his uh, fundamentals and his ability to throw interceptions at a moment's call, that part I'll have problems with not his toughness.
3: Right. I agree. I agree with all that. Okay.
2: All right, we got a little Super Bowl action coming up this weekend. We will, uh, as the week moves on, start to preview it a little bit more here on the dot com Super Bowl Forty. We're looking up on the ESPN screen here. Uh, Seth, it looks like the Pittsburgh Steelers leaving the cold. The Pittsburgh headed to beautiful, sunny Dallas. Um, do we have a weather report yet? On I was
3: going to say, "Is it sunny there?" I don't know. I have no idea.
2: Last time I was weather.
3: dot in... com that.
2: Last time I was in Dallas, no joking, I got caught in a snowstorm. Oh, really? Yeah. Did In you wear,
3: Dallas. Did you wear one of those, bola, what is it, a bolo? What, what are those ties called with the string
2: and the piece uh, of metal?
3: Bolo. Bolo, whatever.
2: I bolo. did not wear a bolo. I'm not even sure I'm familiar with the bolo, but thank you for asking. Yeah. Now, this is a long, I haven't been to I Dallas. I see you
3: rocking that, Coach. With a bolo? Yeah.
2: I got my hooded sweatshirt. Yeah. Is yeah. <laughs> the bolo good good with a uh, North Shore Country Day hooded sweatshirt?
3: Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I don't know if it would fit around the hoodie. Yeah,
2: way back in the day, visiting my sister in school in Dallas, and uh, heading from Dallas out to California. It's the last time I was in Dallas, like 30 years ago, 25 years ago, caught in a snowstorm in beautiful sunny Dallas.
3: I've never been to Dallas, so I don't know how frequently it snows. But yeah, well, uh, trust me, the people. I, I don't think much. You know, it's Texas.
2: People in Texas do not drive well, and it's true of more warm weather climates. If they have a little bit of snow. It's like a driving uh, kamikaze well, squad.
3: Yeah, it's all about being prepared for the amounts of snow. I mean, yep. that's why you know you talk about school being canceled in a couple of days. It's because, like, who can be prepared for two feet of snow? Yep. So.
1: Yeah. Yes, David. A uh, pretty wild weather forecast for Dallas all this week. It's going to be like sixty today. Nice. Then about thirty-eight and snowing tomorrow. Oh. Twenty-four on Wednesday. Wow. Twenty-four. 30, Thirty-six on Thursday. 36 with more snow on Friday, but then on Sunday
3: it's going to be 62 and sunny. But it so. doesn't matter because it's played in a I dome see. anyways. So
2: mm-hmm. Is that a retractable dome, the, the Jimmy Jones dome?
3: Not a Jerry thing. Jones? I don't think it's retractable. Not retractable. All right. See, so. I,
1: thought it was, I thought it was open air.
3: Well, no, they got like a little cutout. It's like a little cutout thing. That part might be retractable, I think. Remember like the old stadium they used to play in had that little cutout at the top, like mm-hmm. a rectangle because they said so God could see his team play?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not recall that but that, yeah, that's I, what
3: they said yeah
2: okay so it's an indoor stadium with a possible little uh, venting uh up
3: Yeah I, I yeah I think you may be right on that Dave
2: Mhm right, Super Bowl 40 Pittsburgh Steelers take it on the Green Bay Packers we'll uh, preview that as the week heads into play really no major stories over the weekend and that uh, Seth. but we got lots to talk about in the world of sports we'll do with you 888 6748 the Pride and Joy of the Northwest Herald Seth Gruen covers uh, baseball during the summer. Right now, you're covering NBA basketball, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, got a little Bulls action going on. Actually, not a bad gig. Yeah, no, can't complain. And seeing some great basketball, even with no Noah, Carlos Boozer, Derek Rose is quite a treat. I mean, you talk about Blake Griffin, coach. This guy's a six foot three Blake Griffin. He can get up. So mm-hmm.
2: stars on top of stars when you talk uh, Rose and Blake Griffin. Maybe the two best up and rising young stars in the nba nba all-star game going to be coming up We'll over the uh, course of the show here today we'll touch on we're not going to break down but touch on the nfl and uh, nhl all-star games as well but uh yeah how cool to watch the chicago bulls they've been playing tremendous of late too
3: oh yeah and it's 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 thanks to derrick rose not only do i think he has arrived as a star i don't necessarily think he's up and coming i i think he's here yep i think he's mvp of the league right now i mean when you look at at the key injuries the Bulls have had to, um, withstand or, and I know it's a long NBA season. A lot of people go through injuries, but, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Kiminoa and Carlos Boozer, how many games have they played together? Maybe uh, it's got to be under 10. So sky's the limit for that team and Derrick Rose is keeping a minute.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, we'll lead off with a little NBA talk here. 888-463-6748 over the weekend. Our Chicago Bulls uh, knocking off Orlando. And knocking off Indiana, the Pacers. A lot of people thought the Orlando game was a statement game. Uh, set that term is sometimes is used a little cliche, but uh, clearly, when you talk about young teams taking that next step, believing that they can win a championship, knocking off the Orlando Magic minus Joe Kimnoa, I think that was a uh, definitely you know a quote unquote statement game. It was. Oh,
3: sure, for sure. But I even thought before that I think we're going to see this team in the Eastern Conference Finals without question. I really do. I think they'll either play the Heat or the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. And, uh you know, they'll have a shot to go to the title game. I, I, I don't know if they're championship caliber yet. Mm-hmm. You know, they still have some refining to do. They have some holes. I'd like to see them make a deadline move, pick up a shooting guard, maybe an O.J. Mayo after a suspension. A guy who can really <laughs> knock down that open... <laughs> Yeah, a guy that like could, that,
2: O.J. Mayo, after a suspension, we love to have a, a
3: guy who can really knock down that open yeah. corner jump shot that Keith Bogans has been really inconsistent at.
2: I don't know about jump shots; he can clearly knock down illegal, uh, illegal substance yeah, and, energy drinks. Yeah, which that makes he can knock down. his
3: fight with Tony Allen on the plane after the card game that definitely yep. doesn't oh, d- yeah. that definitely doesn't have roid rage written all over yeah.
2: it. I'm sure he'd be a welcome addition to the bull clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah,
3: Nah, you know what. I Good don't Good player. Know. Second arose in all um, rookie of the year. I'm rookie of the year voting. Yeah. A few years ago. Yeah,
2: I just I just think we got enough scores now. I don't know if well, we need I, another guy. It,
3: it, I think I mean Corver obviously is is sort of a different player than that. You know than Bogans. I mean they put Corver on the move a lot. Mm-hmm. He's a catch and shoot guy. I mean we need a guy who can knock down that open jumper in the corner to spread the floor more for Derek. It's only going to make the offense that much better. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm one of the few people, by the way, in the Keith Bogans uh bandwagon. Oh God, of then good you, you, and, I I you really? and I might not get I along
3: today. You and I might not get along today. I I'm... watch
2: him play. Keith Bogans he plays defense. Doesn't try to do too much. That's what I like. He will knock down some shots. It's not like he's a total bricklayer from distance. So he's a bit of an offensive threat. I'm. Uh, I could be the ongoing president of the very lonely Keith Bogans family.
3: You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not one to say at this point. I, at first, I'm like, start Ronnie Brewer, but I realized it doesn't matter. As long as, you know, Brewer is getting more minutes anyways. But my problem with Keith Bogans is forget about the jump shots. You can forget, you know, forget about what he does offensively. You look at his plus minus. The Bulls are worse when he's in. I mean, he had a string of, like, ten games in a row where he was double digits minus. So, maybe that's and The Bulls have struggled sometimes to start games out with a lot of energy. So, maybe he is the problem. Although, Thibs likes to say that, you know, it's, it's a team thing. And that, that's the thing to say. That's the thing for a head coach to
2: say. You mentioned but, Derek Rose, the, uh, maybe the leading MVP candidate, certainly in the top five, maybe top three. How about Tom Thibodeau, coach of the Chicago Bulls, doing a phenomenal job? You mentioned missing two of their stars for a good part of the season at different times, but boy, rookie coach, first time I think ever.
3: Yeah. Is a head coach.
2: coach right? He's never been a head coach at any level. Do I got that right?
3: I mean, I, I, I couldn't really, I, I think that is correct. I think that is
2: correct. So he's he takes a, over an NBA team. NBA and, uh, so much for putting on the training reels. He stepped in and did as good a job as anybody. Well, bear in mind this is a guy who's see the in the NBA
3: you see a lot of head coaches recycled. Yeah, <clears throat> more than any other league. It's it's not Larry Brown got hired
2: over the weekend. <laughs> no? Okay, apparently not.
3: Yeah, yeah. He 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 leaves a job and then he's he's out of a job for all of five minutes.
2: Yeah, that's. I was checking the weekend wires to make sure, but apparently, uh, he went the entire weekend without a job. Yeah. Sorry to hear
3: that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed this, but obviously it, in the NFL, assistants get a lot more pub. I mean, you hear about offensive line coaches and, and coordinators and, yeah. and those guys are more known. Whereas, in, a, a, and even, even in baseball, you're, oh, this guy's a great third base coach. This guy's a great bench coach. But in the NBA, it seems like head coaches are recycled more mm-hmm. because assistant coaches are really you know, really, are hiding in the shadows of those head coaches. But you hear Tom Thibodeau, and that's a name that's been thrown around a lot over the past several years as a possible head coaching candidate. And finally, he gets it. and And this is he, he's a basketball guy. He doesn't screw around. You know, he he's not a bas- married. Not yeah, not married. He hasn't had any yeah. other job.
2: I mean, it's almost scary. Yeah, how into basketball he is.
3: It, it, I mean, and it's and Joakim, You hear Joachim Noah said even over the summer he ran every one of Joachim Noah's individual workouts, every one, meaning he is always there yeah. day and night. I mean, the guy loves basketball. He's a system guy. And, I mean, one of the things I, I, I dismiss when people say about the NBA is, oh, they don't run any plays or anything like that. They, they do. You need to coach them up in that league without question because the players are so good. The talent level is so high. I mean, there, there's a big jump from college basketball to NBA basketball in terms of talent mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. You know, As, as I said off air, I enjoy it more. But you need to coach him up, and Tom Thibodeau is doing a good job.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I would think, uh, not. like I said, not only Rose, I think if they had the coach of the year voting right now, I mean, who were the contenders? I would put Tom Thibodeau at the front of the line. You look for surprise teams or um, teams that are doing better than expected. Uh, who's the coach of the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder? Scotty? he was already coach of the year once. But they would be a contender. Uh-huh. Oklahoma City having a great season. Who are, who are their coach of the year candidates right now in the NBA? Not you know Paul Pierce, uh, uh, Doc Rivers and or- the having a
3: great great year.
2: Yeah, Paul Silas took over the Charlotte uh, Bobcats. Yeah, they started to the win. They continue on. He could be a, 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 a mid season pickup who becomes coach of the year. They turned around in a heartbeat. Yeah. After Larry Brown left. Anyhow, a little NBA talk. Seth Gruen covers the Bulls for the uh, uh Northwest Herald. I mentioned it last time you were in the house here. And, again, our phone number, if you want to check in, folks, Monday version of the two guys at a mic show, 888 The phone number, uh I still think, I don't hear it from many other people, I still think Derrick Rose not only shoots too much, but dominates the ball too much. Pass it more. And pass it early in the possession.
3: He's averaging eight assists a game, Coach.
2: You can rattle off all the stats you want, Seth. My two eyes, now they're not very good without help from prescription. But with the prescription, and my hearing's not very good either, so you combine the two and I probably don't get a good take for the game. But based on the limited senses that I do have when I watch the game, you can tell me eight assists. I, I don't, he still dominates the ball too much and he still takes too many shots. Well,
3: he's a, he's a point guard. I mean, I don't know how many shots he's averaging a game, but I know that Thibodeau wanted him to be more assertive offensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's for sure. And also their game is they play defense and their priority number one is they look to push the ball. They, they want to get out in transition, get fast break points. And then you, you push! put the ball, in, you, you put the ball in Rose's hands. I mean, he's a point guard. His, the ball should be in his hands more than on the, on else. the fast break. On the it, it, bringing the ball up the court, well, p- driving, what? he's the catalyst. He's the catalyst. Everything his drawing attention
2: mm-hmm.
3: helps everybody else.
2: Well, I would agree. That's the theory.
3: And the second if, thing, when... the second thing they want to do is the pick and roll game, which involves Derek again. Mm-hmm. You give the ball to the point guard. Yep. Boozer screening, and then he has you okay. know the
2: shooter pass option. Yeah, if it's not there, give it up.
3: Right. And that's where that third guy comes in that I alluded to before. Mm -hmm. That Keith Bogans type shooter. I mean, you got Dane curling around. Okay. Maybe he's the third option, but so maybe it's the fourth option. But that's when you got a guy who can knock down the the open three.
2: You're excellent. I'm just telling you, watching the games, I I think uh, you got a lot of talent on the Chicago Bulls team this year. Derrick Rose is phenomenal. He's as good going to the basket, getting to the basket as any player I've ever seen ever. So I will give that to him. I just think there's sometimes he takes bad shots. He dribbles too much. He got a lot of weapons on the team. Pass the ball, as you said, make your teammates better. I don't think he's got that part of the game down yet. And I think Tom Thibodeau. Um, well, two problems I have with Tom Thibodeau, our reigning coach of the year. One, he lets Rose dominate the ball too much. And two, he doesn't trust his subs. Oh, see, I he lo- I, I I
3: totally disagree with you there, Coach. He loves his bench, and they play a ton of minutes. I mean, they go
2: ten uh, deep. Would disagree. Omar Ashik, you know, gets five minutes a game. But that's seven the, minutes a game. CJ Watson. He doesn't realize he's got a legitimate backup point guard. Of the course, rest there yeah. grows a little bit. CJ well, Watson does. can play.
3: Well he, he, first of all in the NBA, you stick to your rotation. CJ plays most of the second quarter. He, he starts the second quarter and he starts the fourth quarter. And oftentimes he'll leave both CJ and Derek out there. Mm-hmm. And in terms of Omar Ashik, he a lot of teams have been Omar. Ashik. Ashik, yeah, it sounds like it's I'm sneezing. Say, God bless you. Yeah, but it, it. A lot of teams are going small against the Bulls,
2: mm-hmm.
3: which puts Ashik at a disadvantage. He's not the most athletic guy who can get out in transition, and especially with uh, with another thing Thibodeau has said is with a lot of range shooting fours, you know, you you got to go smaller. So,
2: mm-hmm. all right, little NBA talk. Seth Gruen in the house. By the way, breaking the notes. Down, sorry. Off of our Chicago Bulls on the lower level of the NBA, a couple of teams really struggled. Washington Wizards, I think I read in the newspaper, they are 0-23 on the road this season. Haven't won a game on the road yet. I could have that wrong. Thought I read it right. 0-23, that's not good. And the Cleveland Cavaliers, minus LeBron, I was kind of rooting for them this year. Oh, yeah, of course. Because I thought, you know, some of these guys, they took a backseat to LeBron, now they've got an opportunity to step up. Early on, they... They actually were fairly competitive, but once that post-LeBron adrenaline kick died off, they have now lost 20 games in a row. I think the all-time record is 24, set, by the way, by a Cleveland Cavalier team back in 1981. <laughs> yeah,
3: figures, figures. 20
2: in a row, Seth, Grew. that. That's not good. Well, I think they both
3: need to shut up. Cleveland, the city of Cleveland and LeBron James need to win something before they open their mouths again. I mean, what Dan Gilbert did was stupid. So, karma.
2: Yeah, uh, and I'll take issue with your issue. I've never been a big believer as you. Hey, you can't speak up. You can't have an opinion. To you win. You won a championship. A lot of great players, a lot of great coaches, a lot of very smart players, a lot of very smart coaches have never won a championship, and I think they've got a lot to say. So, well, sometimes uh, I think that could. Uh, that's you, know, the no, you got nothing to say until you won a championship. Well, championships sometimes involve luck, opportunity, teammates, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you. That's my thought for the day. 888-463-6748. Real quick before we go to a break. College basketball. Huge weekend, Seth. And, uh, it was upset Saturday and upset Sunday.
3: Oh, yeah. God, upsets all across the board. In the Big 12, BYU got upset. Jimmer Fredette scored 33. Boy, is he good. Boy, is he good. And, um, who else? Let's see. Kansas got
2: upset. Correct. Did Texas lose? Let's see our upsets over the weekend. We had Louisville knocking off number five Connecticut. Talking a little college hoops here. A lot of big teams going down over the weekend. Georgetown beats number eight Villanova. Marquette beat UConn, right? Marquette not in the Big East. That's what I forget. Marquette defeated Syracuse. Syracuse, oh. Syracuse is fourth loss in a row. Shocking, absolutely shocking. They're in talks to hire Tom Thibodeau as we speak. Mm -hmm. New Mexico beat number nine BYU. Nebraska knocked off number eleven Texas A&M. This is all on Saturday. Arkansas knocked off number nine Vanderbilt. Clemson beat number 22 Florida State. Mississippi State beat number 24 Florida. And just not to forget Sunday, St. John's and Steve Lavin upset Duke. He's,
3: well, yeah. Steve Lavin's doing a great job. Yes, he
2: is. Yes, he but You, talk, I, I, you talk about
3: National Coach of the Year.
2: He's in the picture.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's a possibility there.
2: Yeah. BYU Coach.
3: That's a possibility there. I mean, you could have said maybe Jim Calhoun. No one thought UConn came. UConn wasn't even ranked to start the year. Yep. Then they rattled off like what ten straight wins to start mm-hmm. the season. So, I mean, but you talk about those guys. It seems to me, it appears to me, that 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 award is going to come out of the Big East. The coach of the year.
2: Yeah. Well, you got the Brigham Young coach who is a contender, and probably got to rack my brain for a couple others. I will tell you this though, when you talk about the strongest conference in college basketball. Oh, Early the Big- in the season we were kind of debating is the Big Ten in the picture, you get the Pac Ten here. There's no debate anymore. The Big East is the reigning Kings. I mean, you talk about quality college basketball, not three deep, but about ten or eleven deep. Yeah, I Big mean East. See, here's the
3: problem I have with it. I mean, you look at the percentage, ten or eleven out of sixteen, and however many good teams you want to say the Big Ten has yeah. out of eleven. I mean, my problem with it is that the, the you know, the Big East has like forty three teams. So, of course, you're going to find some great teams. But you're also going to have some terrible teams, like DePaul. And, I mean, I don't think Northwestern has any – or Northwestern. I always think of them when I think of bad Big Ten teams. Take it easy. I don't think the Big Ten has anybody as bad as DePaul. Or who who else is bad in the Big East right now? South Florida's at yeah. the bottom. I mean, yeah, yeah. you don't get any cream puffs like that in the Big mm-hmm. Ten.
2: All right. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I just think, you know – it would mean more. It would be more realistic if there was only three or four top Big East teams. Then you're right. right. Well, right. there's just the you know there's just those highly rated three or four. You're forgetting all the other ones. But we're talking teams like Marquette and Notre Dame, which are like the eighth, and ninth best teams in the conference. Right, but Notre you, Dame would be top three in the uh, Big Ten.
3: That's what I was going to say. Do you do you re, do you think Notre Dame is better than Illinois or Michigan State? I, I don't even, know. Even. Even. Those are like what the five and six teams right now in the Big yeah. Ten. I've, yeah. Obviously, no one's better than Ohio State. Yeah. Purdue's playing awesome, even without Robbie Hummel. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying. I'm not i bi- I'm not trying to be a Big Ten apologist here. I-, I agree that the Big East is the best team in college basketball. But I mean, there's a lot of East Coast bias here. I mean, it's either the Big East or the ACC that people are saying is the best team in college. You know. It, the big 10 doesn't get a lot of attention i think it's impossible to play on the road in the big 10 it's very very difficult
2: it's an excellent basketball conference i'll give you that and i'm so. ready to put it up this year with the big east but uh, no
3: i agree i agree i'm not <clears throat> it's not it's not a dissenting opinion it's just mm-hmm. pointing out some flaws in the the whole big east argument
2: mm-hmm. all right very good by the way we mentioned all the upsets we almost had the biggest upset of all the upset of upsets northwestern wildcats i uh, was not able to make the game even though i have season tickets had to give him away for that particular game. Ouch, ouch, ouch. But, wow, one point away from knocking off the number one team in the country without their best player sitting on the bench. Amazing, Seth, but the Cats almost pulled it off.
3: Yeah, that was that would have been awesome. I mean, that would have sent shockwaves throughout the country. But yeah. uh, My yeah. son
2: went to the game with two of his friends. They said with about a minute left, they went down
3: oh, to, down to lower yeah. level.
2: They were ready to storm the court, and I would tell you, and then,
3: They'd be they haven't they haven't they've never beaten a number one team in the country.
2: No. And there hasn't been yeah. that many court storming celebrations at Northwestern I mean, yeah. over
3: the years. Yeah, that's like their biggest I I was at one, by the way, when they beat Purdue. Really? Number six Purdue last year. Were season. you a
2: stormer or a stormy?
3: No, I was covering the game. I was covering okay, the game. So you no didn't storming. The court. I was like storming my keyboard. Okay. But uh yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's their that's their big game of the year because, you know, they don't make the tournament. Mm. So
2: one shot. Half-court shot, Drew yeah. Crawford actually had a good look.
3: Yeah, I, I don't Remakeable. think that's, I, that, that couldn't have been what they drew up.
2: But Well, they probably wanted to get the ball to Michael see, Thompson. See, what I
3: think they should have done – Did you see it on TV or did you see I did. the replay? I, I forget what the timeout situation was, but what I would have done or what I think you coach your guys up to do
2: yeah.
3: is get the ball to half-court, then call timeout because that's where you yep. can set up a catch-and-shoot. Yep. I mean, to throw it from under the basket. So I, I don't know if they – I know they certainly called a timeout. Before, to set up the Crawford pass. Mm-hmm. If I had another timeout, I would have passed Crawford and then called timeout again.
2: As soon but, as he, what, who's an
3: outstanding player, by the way. Drew Crawford? Just a little footnote.
2: Inconsistent. Uh, he's kind of, he's an interesting style. I wouldn't call him an outstanding
3: player. I, I think he'll make the, I think he'll be an amazing Both basketball th-
2: aficionados, but we disagree. I, I think
3: he'll be a pro. I really do. I think he'd get drafted I think he's got a long way to go. T-
2: well. As a gorgeous rise and shine jump shot. Yeah. But disappears at times during the game. He's only a sophomore, so he's got there's potential. And don't
3: forget they got Sherna and Juice Thompson who who do the bulk of the scoring. And Mm -hmm. so, but I actually think he'd thrive in Bruce Weber's offense, to be honest with you. But uh, I I I digress. I would have passed the ball to half court, then called timeout. You get you set up a much better look. So
2: yeah, if he could make that long pass, you can't dribble to half court though. Because at yeah. that point, well, that you, you, point make you make yeah. the long pass.
3: You make the long pass. But it you draw something might, up. You coach it up in practice. Or?
2: It might have set that up, and Ohio State might have taken it away. But you're right; that's that's certainly a uh, not a bad option at all. By the way, speaking of uh, struggling, the University of Illinois offense God, would fit into that category. Holy, are you an Illinois fan?
3: Yeah, you know that. Oh, I sorry. graduated from there. You did? Oh God, it pu- makes me pull my hair out. This team. I mean, is there? There may not be a bigger disappointment in college basketball. It, it, It's a race between them and Michigan State. I still think both teams have a lot of firepower and can Mm -hmm. go deep into the tournament, but the question is, will Illinois even make, will we even make the tournament this year? Yes. Too much
2: talent. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. It's, it's, it's bad.
2: Absolutely.
3: It's bad. And and I know some people, some of my, uh, fellow alumnus are calling for Bruce Weber to be fired. I like Mm -hmm. him and I like his system. I think it's, it's the complacency of Mike Davis and Mike Tisdale up front. That's, that's really killing us. I mean, I I hate when Mike Davis goes up and tries to shy away from contact. And I mean, I'd go on all day about this, Coach.
2: It's interesting you can talk about complacency. I get a little hoop talk here. First half hour of the talkzone.com show here. Two guys at a mic. Phone number 888-463-6748. By the way, we have a uh, Chicago politician. Going to be checking in a little bit. We take a little offshoot. Talk to one of Chicago's finest aldermen about a job fair coming up. We'll sneak some... Sports in there as well. Wanna to get to the PGA, NHL All Star Game, NFL All Star. Lots to get to. But uh hoops, the first half hour of the program here. Uh and now of course I forgot what I was gonna say. you were talking about Bruce Weber.
3: Oh, I, I think he should stay. I think it's the complacency of our big men. I mean they're soft.
2: Oh yeah. It's interesting you talk about complacency of a guy who I think was the leading rebounder, and you're right, by the way. He is a little I don't want to use the it's word funny, soft. I was- but he was the leading rebounder in the Big Ten. Typically, you think of that guy as the tough, overachieving, hardworking guy. I,
3: I was thinking about that too. Yeah, he actually. leads in rebounding, he, but it's, it's
2: it's 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 a softly.
3: Yeah, it's 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 he's not assertive enough. He doesn't. As, you don't see Mike Davis on the court. You don't. You don't know he's there. Mm-hmm. He scores the ball. It's it's a, it's a quote unquote quiet twenty points. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate that term, by the way, because twenty points is twenty points. But he's not assertive. You don't think he's going to get the ball. That's my problem with it. I think he's. I think the rebounding is is on athleticism alone.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, young reporter Seth Gruen He's got lots of issues, lots of problems. We can't tackle them all in one hour, but in the second half hour of the program, Seth, we will attempt to deal with some of your personal
3: demons. Yeah, this Illinois basketball team's going to land me on a shrink's yeah. couch. I mean, that that's the thing I get the most emotional over. Is that I think. right now
2: of your personal demons, Illinois yeah, basketball team? Yeah, league? that's okay.
3: And I'm a Cubs fan, so.
2: Any other personal demons we can take care of here as we head to a break?
3: Um, you have like let, listed- let me sit, let me sift through them. Make okay. sure let, let me see which right. ones are appropriate. Is it
2: like uh, once a week, like the college basketball polls? Do you have a different top ten for your personal demons? Yeah, and- I guess okay. so.
3: I mean, I feel like I, I'm always venting on this show. All right. well, Big Dog always tells me I'm always angry.
2: <laughs> takes one to know one. Yeah, uh, Big Dog. I will say both of you guys have issues and personal demons. Big Dog handles his much with much more aplomb than you do. <laughs> Oh, okay. You take it might be a thing of age. You'll you'll learn to handle these things better, but you know, you pull your hair too out too much, you're gonna end out like me, so be careful. I have a lot of hair. Yeah, you get a nice head of hair. Excellent head of hair. Speaking of that, uh everything okay in the female category? Where where's the social slash female in the list of ten personal demons right now?
3: No, that's that's good. That's moving good up right now. Or moving down. No, that's 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 been
2: good. Very good. That's been good. Very good. So we will not delve deeper, we'll just uh Last couple times we had you on the show, things were a little lukewarm. (laughs) See that? He becomes a writer for the Northwest Herald, and all of a sudden the social life takes off. All right, we'll take a quick break. David Olson, our producer, a man with a tremendous head of hair and very few personal demons on the other side of the glass. We'll take a quick break. Back in a minute, Seth Gruen sitting in for the big dog today, TalkZone.com. Two guys, one mic. Don't you go anywhere. We'll be back soon.
1: are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone
2: all right back of the talk zone.com. two guys at a mic show final day of january by the way as we um uh, i don't know if you had any goals and objectives and dreams for january 2011 uh Seth, but time to rip up the calendar and move on to february so good month for you though overall huh yeah, can't complain.
3: Right. Can't complain. Good Covered month. some
2: sports, social life picked up, and you got rid of a couple personal demons.
3: Yeah, good 2011 so far. Let's okay. keep it going. Keep right. keep it rolling.
2: All right. Now we got a snowstorm. Check it in. Uh, in the very near future here in the fine city of Chicago, we're waiting for that. Again, the people out east getting used to that. They've been hit by about three. I think uh, it's been a brutal winter out east. It's going to affect the sports scene, I would think, Seth. There'll probably be some... Cancellations of games. I would um, assume coming up in the next couple. You know,
3: of days. I I wonder about that because remember that game in Philadelphia was canceled due to snow, based on the fact yeah. that I didn't think people could get out. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I, is is there a Bulls game that day? I think they may be on the road. I think that I think they may be on the road. So, uh, you know, I wonder if if those sort of things are going to be canceled. That that's pretty much all that's going on. Maybe a Northwestern basketball game. I'll tell you, the snow, when I went to school down in Champaign, the snow hits, hits Champaign hard because, you know, they get, you got the wind blow. There's Because it's actually colder there than it is here. Cause Chicago like Bulls
2: at the Clippers on Wednesday. So we'll Oh, see yeah, if, they
3: start their West Coast trip.
2: So, so they might want to get out today. I don't know if they change their uh, travel. Any chance you'll be uh, traveling with the Bulls?
3: No. No chance. No chance. None.
2: Highly respected reporter like yourself, and they don't let you fly? Well,
3: that's a money thing, you know.
2: Huh?
3: To to fly, well, it costs money, and, and they don't have it.
2: Covering the Bulls, highly esteemed newspaper, money is no object.
3: <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I <laughs> I'll wish. talk to
2: your boss. Give me his uh, phone number. I'll text him immediately. What are you yeah. pointing at?
3: I was pointing at the television screen, one of the fine television screens we have in here. We got two. Yes. And it said that Michael Vick, the Eagles are going to place the franchise tag on no! him. No! Who cares? And that they're going to trade Kevin Cobb.
2: Yeah. Uh, Colb or Cobb?
3: I don't know. Is it Colb?
2: Corn thinking, on the I'm Cobb? I think it is Cobb. That guy's pretty Kevin good Kevin
3: Corn on the Cobb.
2: That guy is a pretty good quarterback. Lost in the whole Michael Vick uh, yeah, uh, great that. story this year is the fact that Kevin Colb waited his entire career for his opportunity, and uh, he got hurt a little bit, but when he played, he played decently. Yeah, no, absolutely. I Who had more depth at
3: quarterback than that team? I, I would have liked to have Kevin Cobb, Colb, yeah. whatever. Yep. Yeah. Uh backing up Jake Cutler. Mm-hmm. Things might hey, have been
2: Hey, 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 don't take shots at Caleb Haney.
3: Oh, I think yeah, I, I think he had a I think he had a great uh
2: My ideal quarterbacking game. combo would be uh, Kevin Cobb and Caleb Haney. Really? Yep. Elaborate, coach.
1: I'd like to hear that one.
2: Uh, I would love to, but show's over to eleven. Yes, David?
1: <laughs> when the Bears coaches get their extensions. And I I don't think it's an if anymore. I think it's a when. Oh, uh, I think they're going to spend a little money in the off season on backup, and I can see them bringing in Mark Bulger to back up. Mark Bulger. Yeah. Oh yeah, I that thought was you were going to say about. Kevin that's, Cobb.
3: No, that's a good point. They talked about that because he knows Mark's
1: system. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and they're not convinced that uh, Caleb Ainey does. So uh, you know, point. my grandfather
2: knows Mark's system too, but you know he can't play. Mark Bulger, what about thirty nine years old
1: now? And what did you say about Caleb Ainey? They they don't have a lot of confidence in Caleb Handy, despite what he did last weekend. That's yeah, why, that's I, I, that's why they never made him the number two. That's why he's in the number three position. Well, he did move up.
2: There was a period of time when they made him number two, and then he dropped back
1: to number three. I don't know what
2: he does at practice. All I see him is in games. He does pretty well. You in know, games. with
3: Lovey Smith, you have to kind of remove the remove his arrogance from the equation when you're determining whether he should get an extension or how successful he's been as a coach. Because the players, I, I mean, because that really his arrogance towards the media, towards fans or whatever, mm-hmm. it has no bearing on what they their, their performance on the field. And the players love him. The players yes. love Lovey. Yep. I mean, he he may own that locker room more than any other coach owns mm-hmm. one in sports.
2: Yeah, it's amazing. A, in a different way, I mean,
3: <clears throat> you could say Belichick, but. You know, Belichick's more like, he's more respected guy. I think these guys seem to have like a personal relationship with Lovey. Mm-hmm. They're his friends. They go to bat for him. So.
2: Mm-hmm. It is interesting. David Olson, and our uh, producer slash inside source slash, I uh, just a little bit of everything here at the two guys in a mic show, also stating he thinks that the contract renewal of a Lovey Smith, uh, Seth Gruen, in uh, what was the word he used? Um, eminent. Imminent, yeah. Would you uh agree with the eminency of the or are you somewhat they less eminent?
3: The only thing I could see stopping them is a potential work stoppage next year. But um I yeah, I I I'd have to say it's imminent. I mean they've talked about they've talked about it a lot. He's coming off a great year. I don't know how, how big an extension it's gonna be. But yeah, I, I'd say it's imminent. They don't want him to be a lame duck coach going in the last year of his contract. I
2: would uh, just as a fan, I would prefer the lame duck coach. Thank you very much. Matter of fact, if I were an owner, every coach would be a lame duck coach. Hey, oh, yeah. you're they my coach to... for this year. I'm not going to give yeah, you a five exactly. year extension. Co- co-
3: coaches used to do that. I mean, how many one year contracts did Bobby Cox have? Coach in yeah. the Braves, and he also he also managing the Braves. He also managed the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that pretty, used to be pretty, the norm. It, worked,
2: it worked for Bobby Cox pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a guy has one good year. You give him four or five year contract extension. All of a sudden, he doesn't do good anymore, and you wasted all that money. Stop. Oh worried someone else is going to pay him more money. You know what? What are they giving Lovey now? Four million? Three million?
3: Yeah, I think he wants to bump up to. Brian six. Urlacher.
2: Uh, you know, pay the man. Pay the man. you know like like the Bears are some kind of paupers. They're already paying him four million dollars a year. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Hey, sorry. If somebody else wants to offer him seven million. Okay. and he wants to leave, you know, his allegiance to the Chicago Bears and take more money elsewhere. All right, thank you, Lovey. Great job. Go somewhere else. It's no, no, say, it was the same thing. I remember when Jeremy Roenick left the, the Chicago Blank, you know Oh, the worst family. Too cheap to pay him. The Hawks don't want Roenick. They're too cheap. Well, you know, maybe another team wanted to pay him more. Mm-hmm. But they were offering Roenick at the time like a million bucks.
3: Well, he has the right to. Uh... Market his or his, his not, take his. No one's arguing market. that. Yeah.
2: No But my, my problem is when these guys say, "Oh, they're disrespecting me." This team doesn't want me. No, they're not disrespecting you. They're offering you one point five million dollars. That's not disrespect. Now, if another team wants to pay you more, God bless. If you want to go to them, I totally understand that. But don't say you're disrespect. If I'm paying you a million and five bucks or whatever it is, that's not disrespect in my personal. I'm assuming you would would take somewhat less than $1.5 million and, and probably get disrespected a little bit. <laughs> yeah,
3: no, I, I hear what you're saying, Coach. Thank you very much. It's an Coach. age-old argument.
2: Yeah. Did you get disrespected this weekend at all, by the way? No, no. All right. I didn't make any money this weekend. So it wasn't that good of a weekend. All right, we still got NFL uh, and NHL All-Star games to get to. But right now, I want to take a quick break from the sporting world. Um, Seth Gruen, uh, Big Dog Joel Radwanski not in today, but he did, uh, hook us up with It's uh, an interesting jobs fair going out in the city of Chicago and on the line with us right now is a, a candidate for alderman in the 32nd ward, David Pavlik joining us here, the two guys at a mic show. David, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? We are doing outstanding. How did you, uh, how did you get hooked up with the Big Dog? What, what was the connection there?
0: You know, he had uh, through word of mouth. We've been trying to, to generate as much awareness for this job fair as we can. Okay, uh, he came across he came across my my community organizer, and next thing you know, he's saying it's a great idea. Let's mm-hmm. let's try and get some people some jobs.
2: Okay, you're community. You're the community organizer. You've got one.
0: I've got I've got a bunch of them working okay. with me. Yep.
2: Okay. Now, are you? It says candidate for alderman. So you're yes. not. Yes. You are a candidate. I am a
0: candidate. I'm okay. running against an incumbent, uh, and, you know, this is one of the reasons why.
2: Okay. Well, now that you've appeared on the two guys at a mic show, uh, you can just, just about get rid of that candidate thing. Um, I mean, it's almost a foregone conclusion you will be elected.
0: You know, I just threw my feet up on the desk and, uh, put my hands yeah. behind the head. I put the, we're closed until election yeah. day sign out on, on the front, uh, door.
2: Studies show so 88% of the potential candidates that come on our show win. We, of course, we've only had three candidates before, but, uh, that's outstanding. Now, when is the, Aldermanic elections the same time as the mayoral election.
0: Yep, same day, February twenty second.
2: Okay.
0: Oh, uh, early voting started today though, so anybody that's uh, that's not going to be around, they can start voting mm-hmm. today through February seventeenth at excellent. any one of fifty locations throughout the city. Very
2: excellent. What was your inspiration behind uh, wanting to become an alderman? What What have you done in the past, and uh, what's the? Why do you want to make the big step up to that position?
0: You know I got a I got a corporate finance degree from University of Illinois. Okay. I am currently yeah. Currently the, the yep, yep. <laughs> currently the budget manager for for Governor Pat Quinn and with a new mayor coming in and up to, you know, potentially 20 new city council members coming in, I saw what the budget's going to look like and and thought I got to be a part of this cuz cuz we got a real opportunity to do some good things, but if we don't have some strong budget expertise in there we have an opportunity to, to really end up doing some some poor things for people here in the city so excellent, excellent.
3: Well, I, so you are- I, I always say that uh being a graduate of the university of illinois everybody from there should have all the good jobs so
0: <laughs> i'm with you i'm with you yeah yeah help me get the the good job as alderman of the 32nd ward
3: so but yeah. speaking of this job fair what kind of fields will be uh sort of present i mean what what what's what sort of recruiting is going to go on there for, for for what sort yeah. of jobs? I mean, be it the financial world or
0: we've got the we've got the whole spectrum at this one. We've got a we've got solution partners, they're a recruiting company coming. We've got uh Samuel A. Ramirez and company that does investments and investment banking. We've got uh MB Financial who's looking to hire uh Eastern European speaking folks for all sorts of so if you speak Polish, Ukrainian or Russian, certainly come by MB financials looking to hire. Mm-hmm. We've got a company that does charity poker events. It's called charity, charity poker funding. Mm-hmm. They plan and consult for charitable poker events. Right. Uh, and then we've got a construction company, New, New Kingdom Home Improvement. So we've got the we've got, uh, you know, any depending on how this storm comes down, we've got anywhere from from 10 to 18 people who are looking to hire for their respective nice. companies. And it's really all over the board.
2: When is it tomorrow?
0: It's tonight. Tonight, it's tonight at St. Paul's Church. Yep. Wow.
2: Okay. Give us tonight the uh, the details at what church?
0: It's at St. Paul's Church basement, okay, which is located at twenty two fifteen West mm-hmm. North Avenue. Okay. And it's from six to eight p.m. tonight.
2: Okay. And all it takes is a fifty dollar contribution to the David Pavlik uh, campaign fund. Is that? I'm, kidding. I'm no, kidding. No, 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 no. am
1: absolutely... kidding.
0: <laughs> if somebody wants to give a fifty dollar contribution to yeah. DavidPavlik.com, we'll certainly take it. But this event's free for <laughs> okay. folks that are, that are out there looking. Yeah.
2: Well, you want to draw a crowd <laughs> these days. Uh, hold a job there. because that's you absolutely. Know... And and we this is our second one. We've
0: uh, we had one over a month ago. We've had we had over one hundred and fifty people come through. Mm-hmm. Um, and the good thing about this event is, if uh, if you come by, bring whatever resume you have because we also have a professional headhunter who's donating his time to really spruce up resumes so that uh, they look like the kind of resumes that companies want to hire. So show up no matter what, even if those companies don't sound like interesting places for you to work because we'll take your resume, critique it for free, get your suggestions to make it a resume that will be competitive out there in this job market.
2: anything available for a soon-to-be-unemployed sports talk host who lasted about one day in corporate finance class at the University of Illinois? Anything that could fit. I'm my sure belt. we
0: could find you something. I got to say, I agree with you. I think uh, I think we should be teaching, treating head coaches like we treat uh, the superintendent of the school system or the yes. or the the police. You know, you get one year, show us what you're going to do. Yeah, I mean,
2: and that's, that's and, and it's looked at as an insult. Now, and I would take the whole insult part. No, no, we love you, Lovey you, Smith. Even though I don't like it, but you know, we fully support you. I'm just not signing you on for five more years. You know, we'll talk next year when next year comes. That's all.
0: Yeah, build the metrics into each year's contract. Okay, you're you're four and you're four and twelve. Mm-hmm. All right, get to eight and eight next year, and, yeah. and then you'll get a new contract, and it better be twelve and four the year after. Otherwise,
2: yeah, not you're
0: idea. in uh, you're at Dave Pavlik's.
2: I've always Alderman argued that uh, you know I think sports and politics need to be more intertwined. I think aldermen's salaries should be based on the record of the Chicago Bears. That would force you're, you're the-
0: putting you're putting my you're putting my livelihood in Lovey's hands. I don't know what I think about that. <laughs> Which
3: is the thirty second ward?
0: Thirty-second ward is on the north side of the city of Chicago. It's got uh, it's it's a gerrymandered ward, but we have Ukrainian Village. We've got Roscoe Village. We've got uh, parts of Bucktown, Wicker Park, and uh, Lakeview. So basically, if you live anywhere, but we'll take we'll take anybody who's looking for a job from anywhere. I'd like to make that clear. No matter where you live in the city, you don't have to be in the thirty-second ward. Come by because we the goal is to try and find you a job. But if you're in the thirty-second ward, it's basically. Uh, Chicago Avenue to Addison and, and Sheffield to Western, mm-hmm. with with parts of it gouged out here and there. Cool.
2: All right, well, That's a great service you guys are providing. Again, it's tonight, folks, 6 to 8, 2215 West North Avenue. Give me the name of the church once again.
0: St. Paul's Church Basement.
2: St. Paul's Church Basement. That's outstanding. David Pavlik, we're not only rooting for a successful job fair, you are now our preferred candidate in the 32nd uh District, best of luck on Feb 22. We encourage everybody to get out there and vote.
0: I appreciate that. If people want to learn more, Coach, I want them to, to go to www.DavidPavlik.com, spelled P like Peter, A, V like Victor, L-I-K. Again, okay. DavidPavlik.com.
2: Beautiful. David, we appreciate it. Best of luck. Good luck.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you.
2: Outstanding Carolina candidate, 32nd Ward. Sounds like a very nice guy. And
3: you a gotta University of Illinois grad. Uh, you so. got to
2: love it. Corporate finance. Yeah. Budget director for Pat Quinn. Boy, I, I was almost, David, I looked up at the clock and we don't got time. I was almost going to get into the whole, uh, you know, the budget thing with Pat Quinn because that's mm-hmm. a whole controversial area. hmm uh-huh. But uh, one hour of sports show, I didn't think there was time <laughs> yeah. to get into that. But sounds like a, a very nice guy. I, I, unfortunately, those of us that live in the suburbs, we don't get to vote. Right. For the city.
3: I'm registered to vote in the suburbs, so I don't get to vote for the city either, mm-hmm. even though I live in the city.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, first, you have to vote.
3: I do vote. You do? Yeah, okay. of course I vote. Right. I
2: was one of yeah. our hosts I know that came in. One one of our young, you know, I get you guys mixed up.
3: Yeah. Well, of course but there I was vote. was
2: one of them who, you know, like never votes. I started giving him hard time. Come on.
3: Yeah, of course I vote. Come on. You, you got kidding? people
2: in Egypt right now, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah, in Egypt. In Tunisia, yeah.
2: risking their lives. Overthrowing so they can government. Vote. Yeah. Yeah. Get out there and vote. All right. I agree. 888 463 6748. You got to love that. A free job fair and, uh, Couldn't have picked a better time. Fortunately, they're doing it tonight. I think if they did it tomorrow night as the snowstorm comes, there'd be a lot of empty chairs in the basement at St. Paul's Church. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, it's a good thing it's tonight. sounds like a good Mm -hmm. thing. And, uh, you know, he's a University of Illinois grad again, I say that. So
2: he's got to be a good guy. Uh, If this show doesn't pick up in the next 15 minutes, Seth, I might be there. (laughs) <laughs> uh, real quick, I, I did not it. your thoughts. We had two All-Star games over the weekend. I don't know how many people actually watched it, but it was NHL and the NFL putting their best against the best.
3: I, I, I think what the NHL did is really cool. Um, you know, the two captains picking the team's backyard type hockey. I mean, that's great stuff. That's compelling. I mean, that's the NHL putting forth some sort of effort to... Um, you know, to, to make it interesting.
2: Was there a pool of selected all these are your All-Stars, now you draft, or could they pick anybody?
3: I'm pretty sure they could pick anybody.
2: See, the weird part about that, though, the draft was like on Friday. So everybody had to be like waiting, and if I'm picked, i got to be available to play something Or, or was... maybe
3: there is a pool of All-Stars, and then they pick. Maybe, maybe that's it. Okay. Maybe there's a pool of All-Stars, and then they pick.
2: mm mm-hmm. Final score, by the way, was 11 to 10. Yeah, we're talking NHL hockey. These You're all-star not,
3: games, they're all about offense.
2: Not atypical yeah. for that score, no question about. Team Lindstrom, 11, Team Stahl, 10. I know you had uh, analyzed the lineups and you thought Team Stahl was going to win, no, Seth. What well, went wrong? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Who was Team Stahl? I don't even, I hate to say this. Who was the what hockey were they, player?
3: What were they? The Stahl toilets?
2: Who is was Stahl? I don't know. So he's the captain of one of the team. I mean, Lidstrom is Nicholas Lidstrom from the yeah. Red Wings, but I'd never heard of this kid stall. Neither have I. Okay, who nah. was the first pick? That I didn't hear either. Huh? Nice to see we have a couple yeah, of I know. sports we plugged in. Uh, NFL All Star Game was uh, even a Pro Bowl game, of course they call it. Even more high scoring, fifty-five to forty-one, the NFC knocks off the AFC. I think the score at one point was what forty-two to six. Yeah. Th- AFC that, made. That a, bad? I think it was that bad. AFC made a late comeback. Seth, did you watch it? And uh, any thoughts? Didn't
3: watch all of it because again, these all-star games really bore me. They, they really bore me. I used to watch the NBA one in the Jordan days, but I just I don't find it entertaining. I'd, I'd rather watch like a college hoop game.
2: D'Angelo Hall, the MVP of the yeah, game, he had uh, a pick. Huh?
3: I saw he he, he didn't he have like a, he had a pick six. I think so
2: for the touchdown 55 41 nfc wins the game we had a couple of bears play what devin hester was in the game who was the other urlacher was out briggs was out oh julius peppers played i think yeah they were all supposed to right Mm -hmm. yeah speaking of chicago guys uh uh, patrick sharp chicago blackhawk won the mvp award it was kind of odd because he was on a losing team yeah maybe he had like a ton of goals yeah, well, I think he had a goal and two assists, but he must have played well. So congrats to Patrick Sharp. All right, any other thoughts on the uh, – uh, do you like the NFL All-Star game before the Super Bowl? They've done that the last yes, couple I of years. Yes, I do.
3: Because who cares about the, the the NFL season after it's over, having, having you know, Pro Bowl and Hawaii? Who cares? So, yeah, I do like it.
2: hmm All right, pride and joy of the Northwest Herald. Seth Gruen joining us. Our phone lines are open. You want to talk some sports, we're right here for you. 888-463-6748, the phone number. uh, Just a real quick span on the globe here in the few minutes we have left. We want to make sure we don't forget the Australian Open Finals. Kim Kleisters bringing home the victory. She beat Lena. Tremendous win for her, and I didn't see it, but apparently Novak uh,
3: Djokovic.
2: Djokovic. Has now entered the realm of the best, along with Nadal and Federer. He was awesome in knocking off Andy Murray.
3: Yeah, I guess there's, you know, some people are saying is is Nadal now on the the you know, the downside of his career, but he's only 26. I know, like in tennis, 30 is ancient, but um, it's
2: pretty rough at the age of 26 to be yeah. uh, past your prime.
3: Yeah. Well, he's already made his scratch, so. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, but so apparently right. The, the name we need to watch out for now is the winner of the Australian Open, Novak
3: Djokovic. Djokovic. And, but that's good. Don't you think that's a good thing? I mean, to have like a group of – I'd love to see even five or six guys just be in contention all the time as opposed to it being Federer and Nadal, Federer or Nadal. 6'4", 6'2", 6'3".
2: He was the uh, victor 23 years old. I'm assuming he's not over the hill at 23. No, I don't think so. All right, from Serbia – and he was very uh, nice, David Olsen, our political correspondent. He talked about all the problems in the country of Serbia now in his post-game interview, and he said, hey, I know a lot of people are suffering there. This victory is for them. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh,
3: yeah, that is cool. Yeah. That is
2: cool. Too bad. And that's <laughs>
3: another thing that's, that's cool about golf in some respects, but in tennis it's more eclectic in terms of you getting a, a lot of different people from a lot of different countries. Mm-hmm. So, you know, And you talk about their sort of national pride. I mean, you talk about oh, you, you always hear them. There are no U.S. players left. You always hear them say that on Sports Center. There are X number of pl- U.S. players left. Yeah. I think that's great. I love the sports that are associated with national pride because who tries harder than someone playing for their country? I mean, that's why I love Olympic hockey. Olympic hockey is great.
2: Yeah, even the because it's
3: competitive. And people are playing for their country.
2: NBA basketball players that play in the Olympics. Remember at first it was kind of like, ah, uh, we should just have the college yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, but it's but competitive. You see.
3: Yeah, it's competitive they, still. You know, the, the, the NBA, the USA team doesn't always win. Yep, so. yep.
2: There is something special about playing for your country. No question about it. No question. Even for the athletes of the best of the best. All right. Australian Open, uh, great action it was actually a great tournament and it uh, concluded over the weekend. Congrats to Kim Kleister's Novak Djokovic, PGA. I think, uh, what, the second tournament of the year? They were out in San Diego, Torrey Pines, California. The Farmers Insurance Open. Phil Mickelson made a late run, Seth Gruen. But your winner is not Boo Weekly, who I was predicting. I'm going to. I've got this man crush thing going on with Boo Weekly now. Why? Huh? Why? Now, how do you explain a crush?
3: I don't you know, know. It's, I... just, it's Boo a Weekly.
2: Me and Boo have this chemistry.
3: Oh, he, We could put him on my all-name team, along with Scoop yeah. Jardine,
2: oh, Syracuse scoop point Jardine.
3: guard, Absolutely. and uh, NBA ref Haywood Workman.
2: <laughs> Boy, you get those three guys in the room at the same time. Yeah. That's a hell of a night.
3: Yeah, hot tub at your place. Scoop <laughs>
2: Jardine. I love Scoop Jardine. Yeah. Um, Sounds like a condiment at Subway. Yes. That guy, if he becomes an NBA player, Give he's going to have a lot of sponsorship yeah. possibilities.
3: Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. not his
2: nickname either.
3: No, it's his real name. that's his
2: actual name. Scoop. Yeah. I think his nickname is like Ed. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I going to say before you so rudely interrupted me? Oh, in the uh, uh, tournament, in the PGA Golf. i got to look at my notes here. Bubba Watson. Bubba Watson won. Apparently, did you watch it at all at the end? Yeah, I did. Phil Mickelson made a late run and actually yeah, had a...
3: took third, right?
2: Uh, finished only a stroke back, so maybe... Tied for second. Yeah, with the Vegas, that Vegas Yes, there. now that's a guy I want to talk Venezuela, about, too, okay. but apparently Mickelson this is pretty cool. I didn't see it. Bubba Watson makes a birdie on 18. Knocks down a 12-foot putt, so forces Mickelson not to get a birdie but get an eagle.
3: But that last hole is, a, is an eagle hole.
2: It's eagleable. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently he was, what, about 72 yards away? And he chipped it within four feet. Of the cup, so he gave the wow. fans a thrill. Wouldn't that have been something great yeah. run by Mickelson, but a victory for your guy Bubba Watson, who I know you predicted to win.
3: Absolutely, coach. Absolutely. <laughs> How many guys named Bubba are on this tour? There's Bubba Dickerson yeah, also.
2: There's there's a Bubba's becoming a popular uh golfing name for some reason. I guess. Most famous Bubba football player of all time, David Olson. Bubba, Bubba Smith? Smith. There you go. Defensive. Ad. I thought that might have been before your time. See, I
1: think we got the Police Academy movies to keep him fresh oh, in my memory, right. Coach.
2: <laughs> See how sad. He knows, he knows him for his Police Academy work and not as one of the greatest defensive ends I ever saw playing for Michigan State.
3: If, if you knew your kid was going to – or you had a kid, you knew he was going to be a professional athlete, would you mm-hmm. would you name him something really cool like
2: yeah. Golden Tate? Yeah.
3: Scoop Jardine? I was, you
2: know, If it wasn't for my wife, my son, who is uh, David Cohen, his first name would have been Jamarcus really yeah. <laughs> yeah. i based all the potential <laughs> i based jamarcus. all the potential names on how they would sound over the uh, PA really? system when yeah. they're introduced
3: jamarcus yeah, Cone. jamarcus anthony cohn <laughs> yeah
2: nice jewish kid from a good city yeah, yeah i was North gonna side. say
3: or like yeah.
2: uh anthony cohn <laughs> yeah absolutely javarius yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. 888-463-6748, our phone number, Seth Gruen and the coach, with you a couple of more minutes, two guys Hey, if he was named
3: Scoop Cohen, he could franchise some ice cream stores. You know, I didn't
2: think of Scoop. I probably should have. Yeah. I probably should have. By the way, one thing we didn't bring up, Derek Rose's ulcer. You cover the Bulls? Yeah. Any inside stories on the ulcer? Well, what does he don't, eat? And... Don't forget,
3: remember, there's a big story about him right before the national championship game, how his diet was terrible. Yes. It was like candy and honey buns. So. I think he's probably got to improve his diet a little bit. And also, you don't forget that I was talking with one of my friends about this. The NBA schedule, the schedule for an NBA player is quite odd. Because don't forget, you don't want to eat too close to a game. So they actually eat dinner afterwards. They eat dinner after a game. And then they stay up late because, you know, you want to digest that. You don't want to eat and then go right to bed. And then they wake up early for a shoot-around. And then they take a nap in the afternoon and all, most nba players do this i mean they, they all talk about it so and that could have some effect but um as he said he's got to alter his diet a little bit
2: post game in the locker room do the players uh do they hang around is there a food spread there? they're painting pictures again there's, the there's a
3: food spread for the if there's a food spread in the home locker room i've never seen it there's a there is a food spread for the team that's that's departing, because they got to get on a plane right away. Okay, That's the NBA rule. You Most, leave the night of the game.
2: Home game, both players dress, and they go out to whatever?
3: Mm-hmm. To whatever restaurant, okay. yeah.
2: Interesting. So the hanging around the clubhouse is not, uh, no, not so that, much and part and of that the deal. That's
3: not as germane anymore in baseball, either. I mean, uh, you actually heard Tony La Russa say about it. You know, guys are always getting ready to go out. But there's a few guys who are clubhouse... A.J. Pruszynski, I, I always he loves to hang around the clubhouse, watch TV and
2: stuff. I just got no friends. All right, Seth Gruen, great to <laughs> have you in studio. the studio. Oh, one It flies by, my friend. Uh, maybe we'll get you back here. I think we got a Wednesday opening if you can make okay, it back yeah, on definitely. Wednesday. But uh, appreciate your coming in. Behave yourself. Uh, give me your uh, email if people want to check out the uh, newspaper and your blog.
3: SethGruen at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at Seth Gruen. That's the best. I'm tweeting all the time.
2: I bet you are. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Two guys and a mic. TalkZone.com signing off. See you tomorrow.